Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I could not do the show without, or I couldn't do the show without, uh, Adam Zalouf. Today's guest is a huge boxing fan, expert, and I've spoken to him many times about uh, the sport, and he's extremely passionate about it. He gets interviewed all over the country on it. Uh, so again, uh, he also has a podcast, which we will get to a little bit later on. And it's my honor to have a guy who's a good guy. And if he lived closer to me, I have a feeling that we would be at each other's house watching a ton of fights together. And that's Michael Chops Mills. Michael, what's going on? Hey, not too much, not too much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. And Bobby, just just call me Chops, man. I'm that just call me Chops, Big Chops, any one of the All right, you got it, you got it. Well, we had a big fight last week. Uh, Canelo and Plant. Uh, give me your give me your thoughts on the fight. Man, okay. It ended the way that I expected it to end. I would naturally, but Plant lasted a lot longer than I thought he would. I, I don't know how many solid shots he got caught with before he ended up going out. So I, don't, I can't say that he took a beating. Now, Canelo did work the body shots, and they, they ended up paying off. But I, I honestly picked it. To, I, I thought he'd end it in the sixth. I really did. So I give Plant credit because that was the largest stage he'd ever fought on. Leaps and bounds, the best competition he'd ever been in the ring with. I thought going in is we know Canelo will give away some rounds. I thought he may give away the first two or three and then really put the pressure on. I think I thought he was going to take him out in six, but he didn't. So I give Plant – I give I tip my hat, you know, for, for lasting as long as he did, really. Because I, I didn't th- think it would go that long. Do you think Canelo, because he, he does – I guess criticize might be the right, right word, but uh, about him giving away some rounds with this fight, I'm not going to say he gave them around, gave them away more than he was patient until he saw the right opportunity to get plant. Would, would you, are you, are you comfortable with saying that or he just gave them away? Well, okay. That's a, that's a better word was patient because he was throwing more punches in the first few rounds than he normally does in most big fights. But I do think that he really had a lot of, well, he said it, he had a lot of animosity towards Plant for the right. way he spoke to him during the pressers. So I, I think he wanted to start faster than he normally does, but you're right. That, that, is, a better, that is a better term. That's a better choice of words. He, he, was, he was more cautious and, and, you know, and more patient, as you said. He is more patient because he really was. You know the old saying, Claudio, you know, people born round don't die square. Right. <laughs> he, he's, you know, he's not a fast starter, so he couldn't just get in there and give you Hagler Hearns the first two. Right, he couldn't right. do, that, that's not him. So he was a little more aggressive, but he was also patient. They, I, I like that. Yeah, I'll go with patient. He, he was patient. I was I, I said the plant I, I I didn't think he would be intimidated by the big lights. And one of the reasons why is because he's been through hell in his life. And I remember my, my very favorite college football coach, Herm Edwards from Arizona uh-huh. State, he said one time that you know his father, who he was very close with, was killed in an, was, was killed in an auto accident. And he said, when that happened, he says, nothing in life was ever going to shake me, nothing. So I kind of connected that with Plant, you know, the hell he went through. You know, his mom was killed, and I believe he had a his sibling daughter, yeah. that was killed. Yeah. So he's he's been and through his some daughter, things. Yeah. His daughter. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you go through that and you put it in perspective, I'm I'm fighting a guy who, yeah, maybe pound for pound the best in the world. I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna get hurt, but I'm gonna make ten million dollars. Hell, that that ain't bad. Like Lee Trevino once said. When they asked him about a pressure, uh, was it was that putt pressure? He said pressure. He said what was pressure is when you owe, uh, you know, fifty dollars and you only have five to your name. That's pressure. 
yeah. making a putt is yeah, not pressure. Sure. Yeah, so this, I, this I, I went, yeah. I wasn't worried about him with that, but uh, what were your thoughts on Plant's game plan and how he uh, and how he pulled it off? Man, I'm not even. I was impressed that he stuck with it, and mm-hmm. I say that because you know Mike Tyson always said, "Ain't anybody got a plan today? Get punched in the mouth." Right. And his his plan was to stick behind that jab. His plan was to work around and use as much real estate in that ring as he could, and he did that regardless of how much Canelo pressured him, regardless of how much Canelo tried to walk him down, he didn't get outside of himself and try to get into a slugging match with Canelo. Because we all knew he'd lose that. We all knew he'd lose that. He didn't, and what else I was surprised with, he didn't use, per se, the the Mayweather shoulder roll, Mm -hmm. but he almost made himself skinny in a lot of ways that yes, his body of course was there to be hit, but those weren't open body shots. Canelo really had to work for him. He had to dig. I like the, he wasn't giving Canelo great angles to hit. And I think also that's why it went a little longer than I right. thought it would, you know, and then, then it went longer than I thought it would, but I, I do. I mean, I give plant all the world because there's a, like I said, man, there's a lot of, and I realized, you know, what you said, you know, he had been through a lot of things. But once you get under those lights, once you look across, you know, oh, yeah. once that bell rings and it's like, we're the only two in here that, you know, you've seen it, Claudio, where even a lot of guys see their own blood in a fight yeah. and they freeze up. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. They freeze up. There's a lot of different things that have fighters caught in their own, you know, in like a deer in the headlights. And that didn't happen to him, man. And I, I, I do. I'm, I'm. I'm even a bigger plant fan now. I, I like the way right. you know, I like the way he approaches the, the sport. I like how you know the way he conducted himself. You know, yeah, there were bad things said, but that happens in pressures. You know what I mean? I, I get that, but I, I I really like the way he fought, man. And I'm going to continue to watch that guy. I think he's got a bright future. I really do. He does. He does. And you know, I don't know if this. I, I use this analogy all the time when a boxer is facing a slugger. I don't know if we would categorize Canelo as a slugger, but he can hit. So what I use all the time is, and I've said this uh, when, um, well, I said it with Fury and Wilder, especially because Wilder obviously can hit. And I've said this about Fury numerous times. He doesn't have the greatest chin, but he's in the top three, in my opinion, all time of the greatest recovery chins, along with Muhammad Ali and Larry Holmes. Uh, you know, Tyson or Tyson Fury will go down, but he somehow he recovers. But I said with the Tyson Fury Wilder fight and I thought with the Caleb Plant Canelo fight that they should take a page out of the Lennox Lewis David Tua fight. David Tua could land a shot in any second yeah. and end the fight. Ask end Michael it, Ask Michael Moore. Just one shot, it's over. But I said Lennox Lewis at the end of the fight should be drained physically but also mentally. He has to he has to be so focused that he doesn't get caught with a shot. I mean, you can, not that you want to, but you can always lose a little focus against a boxer, okay? But against a guy with a big hammer, you can't. And obviously Lennox did that. Now, he didn't do that against Rahman. He didn't do that against uh, uh, Oliver McCall. You know, he, he maybe lost focus. Buster Douglas, when he fought Mike Tyson, he beat the hell out of him. Dominant fight, dominant. Yeah. But that one second, he lost a little focus, as he said, and he got caught. Do you think that Plant lost focus and got caught or just the the boxing IQ of Canelo caught him I want to say a little bit of both and here and I know that you know backdoor you know taking the easy way out but here's why I say that what was it 10th round so you're in a championship round you know you're later in the fight and part of me thinks that plant had the mindset I've lasted this long. I feel pretty good. If he hasn't hit me with a shot that stunned me yet, I'm not worried about it. Okay. So I, I, I don't want to say, you know, he lost focus, but he sort of, he sort of lacked a little bit. I'm now going to coast these last three rounds because he already knows he's lost the fight. He knows he's down on point. Plant has never been a knockout artist. So him getting a knockout, pretty, pretty, pretty slim at that point. So now he's like, let me just survive, but he's still going to put on a good effort. I still, I want to survive these last two, three rounds to finish the fight. 
So I think he started coasting and relaxing, but on that aspect. So I don't think he lost focus, but I do think he said, okay, now let's just see if I can acquire as more, many points as I can. But he still forgot. You know, Canelo goes this many rounds without problem. He's been in there with some of the best to ever do it up until the 10th, 11th, 12th round distant fight. And I just, I think he forgot who he was with and who was in there on the aspect of this guy still has power. There's a lot of guys 10, 11 round in, into it don't have the power. He still had the power. You know what I mean? And let's not forget, Canelo was throwing some punches when he, when he chose to throw them in the first round with the same intensity as he was throwing them in the 10th round. So I would say, I think Clint is like, well, I've tasted a lot of his power. I'm good. I'll coast. But being the champion that he is, Canelo knew, let me, let me land this one here, right on the right spot, right on the sweet spot. Possibly if he's fighting a guy who's on the same level as he is, Clint makes it through those 12 rounds. But when you're with a guy with Canelo, you, you know what I mean? Like he, he really, you, you know, Canelo can end it at any round, but it's normally he's had you hurt at some point or he's, he stunned you and you know, what's there to me. <laughs> right. I, 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 I really didn't. I didn't see that knockout coming right then and there because right. It's not like he hit him, staggered him, whatever have you, but when he hit him in, it that just sapped all the energy from him. It just it just sapped everything from Plant, in my opinion. Right. You know what I mean, from what I saw. Did the fight live up to the hype? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, no, n- not to me. And here's why. Here here's why. I like a good fight, and I tell my friends. I don't care if it's two old 80-year-old women at bingo. I'll watch a good fight. It <laughs> right. doesn't matter to me. But so I was still on the edge of my seat for the entire fight because I knew Canelo still had the power that he and I want to see, I want to see the knockout, whatever have you. But on the same token, Plant is still a gamer. He he still he was still a gamer and he was still trying to pop that jab and do whatever. On the on the aspect of who won the fight, to me that was gone by round eight. Really, I, we knew Plant was not going to win. To me, I didn't think Plant was going to win. I thought he was behind too many rounds. And he didn't have a lot of knockout power anyway. But I still watched it. It didn't live up to the hype to me. But I still liked it. But I don't, I would, I don't think a lot of casual boxing fans enjoyed it as much as I did. Because when you right. saw the pressers, man, they're throwing punches in the pressers. Right, Plant right. has an, a cut under his eye in the presser. So you expected there to be bombs, you know what I mean? And But I do give Plant a lot of credit because I understand they're all professionals, but even the best of men are only men at best. And when you get into those situations, emotions will take over a lot of times. It doesn't matter who the fighters are. You know, you know Claudio, we've seen it where fighters just lose all professionalism sometimes when they get so mad. Yeah. But regardless, and not even saying that he would lose professionalism, but he never engaged in a slugfest you know what i mean he never engaged in a slugfest and the crazy part is maybe he never even when he needed a knockout to win in the later rounds he wasn't going for it you know what i mean but i i was surprised that even early on when we knew he didn't like canelo he knew canelo was going to come after him he was not getting caught up in those exchanges he, he just he just refused to so i give him credit for that that he was able to stick to his game plan because again 21 fights in that to be thrown in there with canelo that was i, I give that was impressive to me just the way he he handled himself yep no doubt now real quick uh next for canelo what would you like to see him who would you like to see him fight next jeez man there's some guys being talked about. They're talking about Berbiev, uh, Benavidez, Charlo, uh, maybe even Andrade. Uh, who would you okay. like to see? Okay. If we're going to go with – would you, you're going to pick Jamel Charlo, the, one of the Charlo brothers? Yeah. I that, that's the word out he, there, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you have Triple G fighting either Charlo – or Andrade. How are you pronouncing it? I apologize for mispronunciation. I know. I, I pronounce it to Andrade, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Andrade. Okay. If you have right now Triple G fighting either one of those guys, who do you have winning? Galati, Triple G versus Charlo or Triple G versus Andrade? Who do you have winning? 
who would you have winning? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say. That sort of, uh, but, 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 I, I guess back to my, Triple G, yeah. I, I think Triple G. But, the only reason why is because of two things. His experience. And he, he has to win. Because if he loses, he's yes. done. He's done. Okay. And that's my and even if you just even if even if you'd have went with either one of the other guys, it took you because I have two other my friends there, and it took him a while to answer. Yeah. So my thing is, if you're not sure on that, then you know they're not in Canelo's class. Really, they aren't. But they're they're both undefeated fighters, so you got to give them their just due. You what about Benavides though? Benavides, I I would say he would beat those guys and, and better be of, I tell you, you're going to have a hard time right now. Anybody telling me if they can beat him. I, I just think that guy is a, a top notch guy with a chin and who can hit. He's tough. Okay. Well, here's, here's, and I would agree with you on 98% of that, but has he been in how many killers? Oh, you're right. Are, has he been in the ring with? So we know he can take the punch from the, the, the form. The guy right. he's, now here's the thing. I don't. It's, we know it's not going to distance. Either way, somebody is counting lights that night, whether it's him or Kano, so, because they both throw with so much power. Right. But again, now, and I know if we're going on that aspect, I guess I'd like to see Charlo. But you, but you know, as you talk again, better beat it. I, again, not, please forgive me on the pronunciation. But I do like better better Benavides. How, how are you again? Benavides, yeah. Benavides, yeah. yeah. I like it. I would like to see him fight Charlo. He's up and coming. He, not up and coming, but he's making a name for himself, him and his brother, whatever have you. So I would like to see him fight Charlo. I don't know how long it'll take to get done. But you know real talk, who I really like, and he's not stepping up as fast as I thought he would from now, from like three years ago, Jaime Munguia. I really like yeah, that young kid. I do, man. But I, I do like Jaime Munguia. But he's just not stepping. He's impressive. What, 35, 30, somewhere high 30s and 0. Right. He hasn't fought a lot of guys, and he's not stepping up to big-time competition. That's the only thing that bothers me. But I do like I do like Jaime Munguia. You know what I mean? So if I have my rathers, because of skill set, now, again, if you could combine them, this would be the perfect fight for me. With the skill set, I like Charlo. For the power, I like Benavidez. Exactly. But, well put. But for a combination of just young, hungry, speed, power, I like Jaime Munguia. He's yeah. not ready. He's not ready for Canelo, but that's, that, that's who I like. Now, who, let me say, as I flip the coin, who do you like? Well, I, I know I heard Malinaji say, and he basically said what you said, you know, for style and the sweet science part of it, you want to see him fight Charlo. But if you want to see an exciting fight, you know, two yeah. guys just banging away, Benavidez. I'd like to see Benavidez um, go at it. I, I think that would be a major deal. And I think that that would be more of a coin toss than Charlo, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I think okay. what could happen with Charlo is similar with what happened to Plant. Charlo can hit a little harder than Plant. But I, I just like to see Benavidez get a shot because he's fe he's feeling himself right now. If you know what I'm saying, I think he's he's ready to go. Yes, he he really is. Now here'd be my question, real quick. With Charlo again, it's going to take some time for Canelo to catch him. But we, I believe he's going to run down and going to catch him. It's going to be late, whatever have you. But you're right, Benavidez. There, Canelo can't afford to be patient or give away any, or any rounds early because Benavides throws with such power that he can't, he throws with a lot of power. Now we don't know how, I don't know how good his chin is, you know, because I don't know how many hard hitters he's been in with, but we know he throws with power. We know that we know Canelo has good defense, but at some point something's got to give Canelo's great defense or his power. One of those is going to win out. And you know, if you're throwing power, Power's coming back at you either way. So I ideally I'd like to see that fight because, like you're right, because of the power, somebody's getting knocked out. So and I think that would be significantly more exciting than any other any other fighter, yep. you know, in that in that division. To me, and, you know, and, I mean, and, and a bigger draw. 
and a bigger joy. Ooh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudioRalsano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and the Barnes and & Noble in Robinson Township. And don't forget our boxing show, The Boxing Authorities, with Smoking Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. You can see it on live.vivetv network. That's live.vivetv.network. It's a great show, in my opinion, the best boxing show on TV. And uh, we love doing it, and uh, it's a fun show. So make sure you check that show out. Right back with Chops Mills to talk more boxing. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for the law offices of eric jackson lorry are available when you need it for all of your defense needs maybe it's a dui or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time whatever the scenario the law offices of eric jackson lorry are available seven days a week with a practice based throughout western pennsylvania the law offices of eric jackson lorry are conveniently located in downtown pittsburgh and fox chapel when you or a loved one needs discreet experienced legal representation call eric jackson lorry at 412-963-9308 that's 412-963-9308 we want to welcome our newest sponsor dom's pizzeria and sports bar 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Chops, we're back uh, to talk more boxing. Uh, another fight that's coming up that I think is interesting. There's a few things I want to ask you about that, and that is the Terrence Crawford-Sean Porter fight. First of all, your thoughts on the fight itself. I hate to be this way, but it's about time. <laughs> it, 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 it is about time because – how, Terrence Crawford really has been asking for a lot of big names for a while. He, he to me, you know, and a lot of you know, I, I hate to say guys are ducking him, but I just don't think Terrence Crawford has gotten the the, the just do he's supposed to. We thought it was going to be Errol Spence, it didn't happen, whatever. But I'm I'm looking forward to this one, man. I'm really looking forward to this one. I am too, and I think that Porter, even though I think, well, we'll get to the predictions in a minute, but. Porter's one of those guys who I know you remember Jimmy Jimmy Young. Nobody wanted to fight yeah, Jimmy yeah. Young because you just didn't look good against him. Cooney was basically the only one to look good against him. Um, that, 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 that missed a lot of punches, didn't look awkward against him. Cooney hit him pretty good, but but Porter's hard to hit. Porter's a different type of fighter, and and he comes at you, and I think he's gonna give Crawford some trouble. What, what do you think about that? Oh, definitely, definitely. Because like you said, he's he's coming at you. He definitely has power. He 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 has the power. I I just think it's going to come to boxing. I I just think it's Terrence has some power too. But I I I'm going to go with Porter is definitely being the harder puncher in this one. And he's coming at him. He he's not going to be hard to find. But I. Uh, it, it's going to be a good one. It, it is definitely going to be a good one. That, that I, until we get to predictions, that's all I'm going to say. It, it is going to be a good one. 
Well, let me ask you, since you mentioned that, because I, I think it'll be a good one, too. And one of my pet peeves about boxing is, and, and I hope I'm not taking anything away from you because we're going to talk about your opinions on how to improve the sport, but I don't think this fight should be a pay-per-view fight. Um, I think the pay-per-views should be the Super Bowl of fights. You know what I'm trying to say? This one yes, is a damn, it's a damn good fight. It's a damn good fight. And I wish it would be more on the ABC, CBS, NBC so people can watch it, know who these fighters are, tell a story. This way you have an attraction. There, you, there's somebody to root for or root against, whatever. Uh, pay-per-view, this, pro- this fight will probably be, I want to say, in the $50, $60 range, maybe. I hope no more than that. Um, and I don't know if it's going to get the viewership uh, from, I don't want to say your common fan, but, you know, somebody who's maybe not into it as much as you and I are. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, it's right now at 69. That right now, when I, well, let's how, how much? When I looked at 69.99, 70 bucks. When I looked at it yesterday, unless they change it, it was $70 yesterday. And Claudio, I could not agree more. This is a fight to me that everybody should be able to see because they're two big names. And unless you're an, a, a, a true fan of the art, and, and you're, you're not going to know the name Sean Porter or Terrence Crawford, not the way you know Canelo, not the way you know Mayweather, you know what I mean? Not the way you know Mike Tyson. Hey, even these days, Jake Paul is drawing a name. You mean so? You if you're not big into the game, I don't think a lot of people are going to know these names. Oh, I I heard of that guy. I think I know that guy. So I don't think the pay per view buys are going to be as large as we think they are. And just coming off of Plant and Canelo, think about it. If depending on your financial situation, you can buy a fight. Last week or two, three weeks from now, you can buy another fight because you can't, you can't afford both. You're going to buy Canelo and Plant before you buy Crawford and Porter. To me, I would think. So you're right on that. I don't think they'll have the pay-per-view buy, buys that everyone thinks they're going to have. And I think it would do wonders. Because I remember as a kid watching ABC Wide World of Sports and watching Muhammad Ali fight on there, watching, watching regular guys fight on Saturday afternoons. I loved it. And I think they would get a lot more fans if they did this. I think. I, I think they, you they are a lot more fans. I agree. I think that you are introducing fighters to people. And uh, I, I think that would help the sport a ton. But um, so your prediction for the Crawford Porter fight? I'm going to go Terrence Crawford. And in my eyes, he doesn't need it. But I think if he truly wants to get the respect he, he wants, he, he needs this fight. Uh, when Crawford comes in, he's going to throw flurries and he's going to come with the power punches, but I think he has to limit those. He can't come in and throw all his punches with bad intentions. He can't come in because Crawford has nice defense and he will make you miss. And as you, we all know, you throw a lot of those heavy punches and miss, that wears on you. That really wears on you. So there are certain things, you know, I believe Crawford will come and stay behind stay behind the jab, do what he has to do. But I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Crawford late. And when I say late, ninth round or later. I I like Crawford. I like Crawford in a unanimous decision. I think it's gonna go the distance. But I think it'll be entertaining. I think Porter will have his moments. But uh, I think Crawford, who is an who can hit and he's an accurate fighter and um, I and he needs this. I mean not that Porter doesn't, but Porter is you know, with the announcing and everything else, you know, Crawford really wants yeah. this so he can maybe get Spence next. But absolutely. Uh, well, and, and real quick, just to, to ask you a question: When we're talking about, you know, who needs this and whatever have you, did you possibly think that he could, by chance at all, frustrate Porter? To and that's why I said, you know, he Porter or excuse me, Crawford ends Crawford. eighth round or later. Because I think Porter is going to get frustrated and leave. I don't want to say gas himself by missing on some of those, you know, heavy punches, whatever have you. But in a combination of missing Crawford's defense and a pinpoint accuracy boxer, I think that'll frustrate him. Thus, he may open himself up late rounds. But seeing that you say it's going the distance, you don't foresee any, you know, 
frustration from Porter. You know, you just, hey, I come out, I come out of the booth, I'm fighting, I win, I lose, whatever. You know what I mean? You know he wants to win, but you yeah, don't see I, him I don't think he's going to fight with desperation. I just don't think, okay. you know, I heard you want to show and it's ironic because I said the same thing about Anthony Joshua, Marvin Hagler's line. You don't, it's hard to go to bed with silk pajamas and wake up and go, you know, jog at three in the morning or five in the morning. You know, Porter right now has got a nice gig uh, with the announcing. He's making a nice buck with that. He's making a nice buck in boxing. Um, you know, so I think he figures, hey, if I go to distance, not that he's going to go in it with that mentality. If I go to distance, you know, like Rocky did, he's going to try to win. But I don't see him maybe late in the rounds if he's losing. Uh, I, I think it's one of those fights where it's going to be kind of close, but Crawford will win the rounds, enough rounds, like I said, unanimous decision. But I don't think it'll cause Porter to say, I, I'm going for the Hail Mary and just be, become a club fighter and try to land a big shot. I, I don't see that. Um, I, I just don't see that. So, uh, But I think it'll be an entertaining fight. I think it'll be an entertaining fight. Okay. Let me ask you real quick. If Crawford pulls this out, does does he get Spence next? Does Spence have no choice but to fight him? Or you yeah, know, who? What? Okay. If Crawford wins, I don't know if we'll see a Spence fight, but if Porter wins, somehow they'll make that work. <laughs> that's my problem with boxing. Yeah, that and there, there and then, that's my problem with boxing. Yeah, that, that's we don't uh, see the we don't see the, the fans don't get to see the fights they want to see. Mm-mm. Not well, in a lot of what you know, that or years later. Right. Yeah, you know? and, that, and that's something we're going to get to at the end of the show because that's I think you and I are on the same page with that. But uh, and we're going next segment we're going to talk about the uh, boxing Hall of Fame that's coming up. The voting's coming up oh. in about a month, exactly a month. So um, we're going to hear from our sponsors: Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary. And don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up: How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website and John Melvin Publishing, and our television show, The Boxing Authorities. Great, great show with the two best, Smokey Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. You can check us out on live.vivetv.network. That's live.vivetv.network. So check us out. Uh, we'll be right back with Chops Mills. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care You've been looking for it. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. All right, Chops, uh, Boxing Hall of Fame voting is coming up. Well, they may have already done it, but the announcement is coming up mid-December. And you can vote for five, and the three 
guys with the most votes get in. I think it's probably the toughest Hall of Fame to get into because there's so little, uh, so many, so, so not that many guys get in each year. So I, I, I'm sure you looked at the list. Uh, I'll give you mine real quick. I think one of them is obviously a slam dunk, and that's Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. So I, I think he'll definitely get in. That's that's uh, a gimme. The other two guys, um, I like to see James Tony get in. I think he's had a, has had a Hall of Fame career, and of course I'm being very biased, but that's okay. And that's a guy who's more than a friend. He's a brother. I love him. As a matter of fact, I talked to him this morning. Uh, Vinny Paz. Vinny with 50 wins, uh, five world titles. But, you know, the broken neck, which ironically happened on November 8th, 1991. He won two world titles prior to breaking his neck. And he won three more after breaking his neck. And, of course, the movie. And um, never took a round off. And was said that uh, in his hey- in, in the 90s, three guys packed the house without a belt. Mike Tyson, George Foreman, and Vinny Paz. So um, those are my three. Roy Jones Jr., James, Tony, and Vinny Paz. Your three. Man, it's thing. I'm going to hate to do this. I'm going the same one. Okay, that's good. <laughs> the, the other two, you know, the other two, you know, everybody, Roy Jones Jr., you know, uh, James Tony, without question. And it is, man, it it is because of the broken neck. And I did like Paz because Vinny, win or lose, he was bringing it. You knew. Vinny Pazienza was coming to fight. You knew it. You you just knew it. And then, not trying to be funny, man, I understand the saying, you know, fighters are a different kind, boxers, they're a different kind of cat. But you break your neck and you come back and fight and hold belts after that, you know what I mean? They don't give belts away. You know, you got to earn that. And that, that to me, man, is, that, that's just, that, I can't put it into words. Broken, think about that, man, broken neck. Man, I pulled a muscle on my neck and was laid up for two weeks, didn't want to move. Now you're done with a broken neck? Well, no, the man, thing, just, too, by Vinny is he was paralyzed. That People don't know about that for a little bit. They never thought he was going to walk. And they said, okay, you're going to walk, but you're definitely not going to fight. And what people don't understand, you know, they talk about Tiger Woods and his great comeback. Well, when you have a broken neck, you, are, you should not be boxing. Because, no. again, you get hit in the chin, right? And, and when he first started sparring – Nobody wanted to spar against him, you know, and, and Vinny you know, being the nut he is, <laughs> whatever you want to say, he told guys, I want you to hit me, you know, and um, he is without question. And, and I know it's important to him. I, I know it's very important to him. And I really hope he gets in. I know that uh, our, our guys in the show, the boxing authorities are, and of course myself, we're definitely going to go uh, cover it. We're, we're excited. And I know I, I told Vinny that. Uh, bunch of times that I know I'll be in tears more than he will be in tears because I, I love the guy. He, he's had so much impact in my life um, and just an unbelievable person. I, 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 he's great with people I and mean, there's not a bad thing you can say about Vinny. And like I said, he's definitely, he's in a bunch of halls, hall of fames, several. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to say he's in eight or nine and, um, but this one is the big one, and I know he wants it, and I really hope he gets it. And uh, so we'll find out here in a month. And I know his birthday is December 16th, and I think the results are coming out like the 15th. So it'll be a nice birthday present for him for sure. Absolutely. But, oh, man, I couldn't imagine what it would feel like. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I couldn't imagine. That'll be phenomenal. Yeah, it, it'll be great. So I'm really hoping that uh, – Now, it, do, real quick, do you, do you know what uh, – what the what the process is like when do they call them first thing that morning at night or do you know if did they call them even if they don't get in and say I, no i, I, I don't think or... so i don't think so okay um, i i think you just get that 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 phone call and um and that's it you know i i, I don't know when i i like i said there's a they'll they'll, they'll know it before we know it you know and uh, I, I told Vinny, I said, as soon as you let me know, or as soon as you find out, you got to let me know because I'll be on pins and needles. But um, I, I'm really, really hoping he gets it because I know how important it is to him. And the guy fought his heart out. Uh, you know, he yeah. always said he was willing to die in the ring. And he almost did a few times because of the weight loss and all that kind of stuff. And that, that's another story. But, uh, what, you know, what, he, what weight did he walk around between fights? 
what, what great, the great question. For Vinny? Great question. 170, 172. Wow. And then whenever he did fight at 135, he wasn't walking around at 170 back then. Yeah. Um, I think the perfect weight for him that, like when he fought Mayweather November 8th of 1988 on the undercard of the Donnie Lawn fight, fight with Sugar Ray, he got sick. I mean, he went to the hospital. They thought he, they were going to lose him. And uh, his dad kept at the hospital, champ, don't don't go. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. And Vinny, you know, obviously came back from that. Then he fought in Italy. I believe he got he lost too little too much weight for that. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a story behind that. Whatever you know how promoters are. Uh, he yeah. he had a, his last promoter, Jimmy Birchfield, in my opinion, is the best promoter in the game because that guy cares for his fighters. And I think if Vinny would have had Jimmy from the get go, it would have he would have had even a, a better career and made even more money. But that's my opinion. That's another story. I love Jimmy Birchfield a, a, a ton, and and he loves Vinny a ton, and Vinny loves him. But anyway, um, but yeah, that that's now when he, when Vinny was a super middleweight, he walked around at 172, 175 maybe. But back then, um, I mean, and, and Vinny had the frame to to carry that weight. But when you ask him to fight at 135, 140, that's and then you're going to lose yeah. X amount of weight during the fight. That's that's right. Yeah. yeah. He, but, there was it was it was a few weeks ago. I don't even know what I was watching or went down a rabbit hole, you know, whatever have you. And come across the video of Vinny hitting a bag. Yeah. And it was it looked like it was in his, it was in a house. So it might even been in his yeah, it's his house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And he wasn't dressed like I know he yeah. was going to work out. He was just like he's just walking around. Right. And as soon as he started hitting the bag, I'm like, it's just muscle memory. You just never forget it. You no, just can still never hit. forget. You, man, it was just, and it was just, and it was, and it wasn't even so much the power. It was the speed still behind it and the fluidity of the combination. I'm like, geez, a little, you, you know, like, can you see some guys, you know, they, they'll get older and they, whatever. And I can't even say older. They're just, they don't. If he's not sparring every day, if he's not hitting the bag every day, he's not in tune like right. he would be, of course, when he was back then. And I'm like, Vinny will tell you now, I'm assuming he would tell you now, oh, man, no, I was in much better shape. My hands were much faster, this, that, and that, whatever, when I was a fighter. But you look at him now, man, he'll still put somebody on his can if they well, try to I, I tell you, him on the street. It was a cu- couple things. Before a fight one time, he was uh, in his room. Uh, well, no, before he went down to the locker room. He was in his suite, and he's kind of just throwing some punches. And he comes over to me, and he starts throwing these quick punches. And he's missing me by, like, two inches. And I'm not moving. I said, Vinny, if you hit me one time, when I wake up, if I wake up, you know, I can still yeah. swing a bat. I can still swing a bat. I'm going to hit a bat. But now he's still – and one thing that always bothered me, and I don't know if it's a stereotype or whatever – but, you know, they made it sound like Vinny was a fighter that he would take 10 punches to give one. And that's just not true. Now, he had a few fights where, you know, Aaron Davis and a few fights like that where he, you know, didn't, didn't you know, get off as many punches he would like Roy Jones. But Vinny was a very – Vinny could hit. But he was also yeah. extremely – he had great feet. Being a professional baseball scout, Chops, I look at feet for an infielder, right? And, and and their athleticism, their fluidity, which you had mentioned. Vinny had damn good feet. Vinny could glide. Vinny, and, and with the jump rope, I mean, he, he was like Ali and Sugar Ray. And I mean that. Vinny had, I've seen him. Vinny had great feet. And he just never got the credit for that. They, again, they just made him out to be a slugger. And I got to tell you one quick story before we go to our final break. It was his retirement banquet. And I want to say it was late 2004. Or early five, but it was at Foxwoods. It's on YouTube, matter of fact. But anyway, um, at the end of the night, it was like two in the morning, uh, which is like eight at night for him. But it was two in the morning. We're at Foxwoods in the basement, and there's these guys. We're all just telling Vinny Paz stories. So there's this guy, and he says, "Man, I remember," and he was getting choked up because his father had recently passed away, as as mine did. And he said, "I remember when my dad." And he got choked up, said, son, look at this Italian kid fighting on TV. So he says, look at him, son. And it was Vinny. He says, look at him, son. He's getting punched and he's getting hit 
and he's going from corner to corner getting punched and beat. And Vinny's looking at him. Vinny had a black suit on with a white tie and a derby hat. He was all he looked great. And uh-huh. Vinny's Vinny's head kind of cocked a little bit. And this guy said, Yeah, my dad, and he's looking up at the sky and he's pointing at the sky. My dad, love my dad, I miss him. And he's going on. He said, my dad said, look at that kid. He's taking a punch. He's taking a beat. And he's just making it sound like just Vinny got his ass kicked. right? And Vinny looked at this guy. And he says, hey, Joe, F you and F your old man. I'll never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because Vinny was getting pissed because it made it yeah. sound like he was just getting pounded. you know. And I'll never forget that. But uh, now Vinny's the best. And like I said, if he gets in, which he should. We'll have him on the show, and, and we'll talk about that, and uh, it, it'll be exciting. But we are going to have – you know what? We're going to get back to another time. We'll have you on the show again to talk about if if Chops was the commissioner of boxing. But we have something here called our Eric Jackson-Lurie final word. Criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Another huge boxing fan. I got to tell you a quick story about him. He named his son – I'm his son. I'm his, yeah, his son's godfather, Noble. And he has a, another son, Duran, who he named after Roberto Duran. He absolutely uh-huh. idolized Roberto Duran, right? So when Vinny fought Roberto, Eric hated Vinny. And I mean, hated Vinny with a passion. But then when I introduced him to Vinny, you know, he absolutely loves Vinny and Vinny loves him. It, it, it's it's nice. And uh, you, you cannot hate Vinny Paz. You just can't. He's the greatest. But anyway, the Eric Jackson Lurie final word. Um, tell us uh, about your podcast, your, your co-hosts and the things you talk about. And where can we listen to the podcast, Chops? Man, we are on. Well, the, the podcast is Dead Sports Podium Podcast. And we're nationally and we all we talk about. Sports, a lot of sports. Of course, being from Pittsburgh, born and raised, we have a huge Steeler following. We also have one of our members, it's myself, Michael Mills, we go by Big Chops, have another member, James, Dr. James Lawhorn. He is a real, he has his doctor, but he just loves sports. But he goes by the Mike Doctor, or the Mike Doctor. And we have uh, Lamar Lovelace, he goes by the Matrix. Now, he is also huge, huge into college football. So he has a segment, he does single coverage. But you can hear, uh, we do two podcasts a week during football season. One is where we cap, recap pretty much any, all of the sports of last week. And then on Friday, we drop a Steelers edition. And we have on normally a representative from the opposing team for the Steelers for that week. But you can find us literally on any streaming service you choose to listen to podcasts. We're on Pandora, I, Apple, all of them. We're, we're, we're anywhere you want to look. The Sports Podium Podcast. You can go to com to find our gear, find out more stuff about us and, you know, anything. We have, we just appreciate our fans and our, our following is growing. We're getting bigger. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Talking sports all day, you can't beat it. That's for sure. You cannot beat it. We really enjoy it. Well, I look forward to hearing more on that show, and, and I look forward to having you back on our show. Um, it's always fun talking – yeah, I mean, you you know, you and I, we talk off air a lot just about yep. boxing all the time regardless. Yeah, and like I said, you know, we'll definitely any- have you on again. We have uh, – I, I, I want to know your opinion about uh, – again, I'll give you mine as well whenever we talk about being the commissioner of boxing, what we can do with this sport that we love and respect so much and get it out there even more. So that will be the yeah. next time we get together. But, but Chops, I, I wish you all the best. And um, like I said, I'm so glad we connected. And and I, like I meant what I said. If we live close by, I know we'd be at each other's fight at each other's oh, homes, watching yes. fights, man. It'd be fun for sure. Without question, without question. Claudio, thank you so very much, man. It was an honor to be on your show today, brother. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. You have a great day. Are right, you too, brother? Thank you. Okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Chop's a great guy, and I know he gives great, passionate insight for sure. That's the first thing that not- I noticed about him whenever we talked about boxing uh, earlier this year. That's how, again, that's how we connected. But as always, I want to thank our sponsors: Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary. Don't forget about my book. You get it on my website and the John uh, Melvin Publishing website. 
Um, as always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell and my great, great producer, Adam Zalouf, who is doing this from London. So thank you, Adam. London's a better place with him and his girlfriend, Sarah, there for sure. Uh, don't forget our upcoming guests. Uh, again, Smoking Jim and Luther will be on always, but Rudy Rudiger is going to be on soon. Uh, that'll be a great interview, great story. Don't forget about our show, The Boxing Authorities, on live.vivetv network. Best boxing show out there. I love doing that show with Luther and Jim. I would say it's a boxing variety show. We're going to talk about upcoming fights, past fights. Uh, we have segments like, you know, build the best boxer, or um, we just have a bunch of great topics to talk about. And, and we just have a, such fun delivering that show to, to the fans. So thank you for tuning that, tuning into that. Subscribe to this show, the Claudio Rosano show. We appreciate it. And as always, thank you, mom and pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com. this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.